to another week of Dungeons and or Dragons. Uh, here is what happened last time. So uh, you all made it to um, East Hill, uh, Brinley's childhood home, uh, and met her family, uh, Arthur and Bronwyn Corther. Um, uh, after a night of drinks, I've got a uh, uh, drinking from the God Ale cask at the uh, Green Flagon. Um, Y'all ran some errands. Uh, went to the bank to change some money out for 88. Uh, got some got some lunch at the good, the good place. Uh, <laughs> uh, when you were approached by Cass and Tristed Goldleaf, uh, the, the fathers of a childhood acquaintance of Brinley, um, Harris Goldleaf, um, Turns out that Eris went missing after going to the forest to look for some special flowers. Uh, they beseeched you to search for their son. So uh, you went and went into the forest, uh, finding your way into the old green glade, a, uh, a place known to the residents of East Hill as a place that like teenagers went to go and make out and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> um, on the way there, you all carved your initials into a stump as per local custom uh, and made your way to the glade where you found these beautiful flowers um, of uh, green and silver and uh, white and gold uh, in this glade. Uh, and after some investigatory work, you discovered that Eris was abducted by a pair of spiders uh, so you track the spiders back to their web, uh, and after a quick but uh, fierce fight, you are able to take care of the spiders um, and uh, find their web. Uh, inside the web, you discovered some previous victims, including a desiccated goblin, uh, and you. But you did find Eris, and much to your surprise and delight, he was alive. Uh, so you you were able to rescue him. Um, Gwen took the time to. Uh, bury the goblin, uh, and then you headed back uh, and reunited Eris with his fathers. <sighs> Though Eris was still in a bit of a, uh, still unconscious because of uh, his, his wounds. Uh, you made it back to um, Brinley's parents' house, uh, came in and found the lights, the lights low and nobody there, but it turns out it was a surprise party. Uh, <laughs> Arthur and Bronwyn threw a surprise birthday party for Brindley, uh, telling her that conscription is coming, so they should leave the country if they intend to sooner than later. And sticking around a whole week to wait for Brindley's actual birthday probably wouldn't be the wisest, of course. Uh, Brindley got some fabulous gifts, and all of you got a cloak clasp uh, with um, a C and some leaves on it. Um, Oh, also, you all learned how maple syrup was made. Very important character mm -hmm. development plot point. <laughs> you watched. That'll come back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I will let, I'll let them go if you can tell me how to make maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> how lucky. I can't believe we this came back. We learned that 16 episodes ago. <laughs> <clears throat> 
16 episodes. There's no fucking way we'd remember that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, damn, it's a shame we don't know how to do that and have never encountered maple syrup in our tales. <laughs> um, so uh, you've slept since the uh, birthday party. It is now the morning of the 26th of planting. It is Sun's Day, the uh, Fantasy Friday. Fantasy Friday. Fantasy Friday. Friday vibes. All right, so what are you all doing? My my assumption is getting ready to leave, but yes. you are the players and have agency, so I'm checking in. <laughs> I would like on the way out of town to see if I can find a map, uh, uh, a couple of maple tappers. Uh, yes, you can. You can go to the hardware store and get some maple tappers. Okay, it's actually a very common item here. Uh, it will cost you a silver piece for said maple tappers. How many would you like? I'm gonna say. I'm gonna assume that a silver piece will buy you like two of them. Okay, uh, just the just the two. I'm gonna have a nice long bath. You know, do some real self care before we head onto the road again. Um, 88 is going to, is there like a, like a backyard to the Brindley's house? Yeah. Or is it yeah. There's a, there's a little yard between the stables and the, and the house. Okay. Uh, stables are essentially a detached garage. <laughs> sure. Uh, and he's going to go out there first thing in the morning and he's going to conduct a little ritual, um, He's going to pull out some incense and light it. And the area, as it as the smoke burns, begins to fill with the uh, scent of charcoal and sandalwood around mm -hmm. him. And he pulls out a uh, slate. It's like 10-inch um, by 8-inch, very thin slate of iron that he has uh, forged and crafted himself. It's got... Uh, filigree engraving around the edges and the symbol of Inca carved into the center of it. He's going to set that down and he's going to take out five platinum pieces, lay them on the ground in front of him in like a little sort of a ring. Uh, and he's going to spend the next hour uh, taking out a piece of chalk and drawing on this slate the um, design for a platinum ring. Hmm. And... At the end of the hour, the five platinum pieces uh, sort of meld and melt and form a platinum ring. Mm. Cool. Um, that's really cool. Is there anything, is it magical or is it just it a is very not magical? It's just no. a nice ring. Just a platinum ring worth nice. 50 gold pieces. Hmm. Cool. Is it a playing ring or is it filigreed or how, is, how does this ring look? Uh, hmm. It is designed to look like it has uh, multiple interwoven bands that sort of twist and turn, uh, but they are um, uh, sort of seamless and endless. So they just wrap around in a uh, perfect sort of wavy swirl around the finger when worn. Uh, when you're done, uh, you hear a voice behind you say, well, no, there's that. That's something I'd like to learn how to do someday. And you <laughs> turn and you see uh, Arthur Bronwyn 
having apparently been watching you for a little <laughs> while uh, outside of your notice. He's putting his ritual stuff away and says, if you, oh, hi. Um, is there, there's not a temple to Inca in East Hill, right? No. Okay. You would need to find a temple to Inca. He says, ah, we don't really have one of those here, but uh, uh, he says, uh, so I probably won't get to it. I don't really leave town much. <laughs> uh, he says, um, he says, do you make much jewelry? I do not. I need this as a component for a spell. Hmm. He says, uh, oh, you should consider doing it. He says, you should consider making more of it. He says, that's quite the, quite the piece of work there. Thank you. He says, um, does the component, does the spell component component require the ring to be that pretty? Not specifically. He says. But I thought yeah. it looked nice. He says, no, it, it does. That's what I'm saying. He says, you have a, you have an artistic touch. He says, and you should, you should, you know, you have that talent and you should foster it. Thank you. <laughs> he says, it's a lesson I've tried to impart Brindley with. He says, uh, he says, you know, you, you don't know what you're capable of until you really pursue it. He says, I, I never considered myself much of a carpenter, he says, until I decided I needed to redo the floors in the house. Learned quite a bit about it. That is a wise lesson. He says, I think the results speak well to themselves. He says, though, he says, the trick is, he says, I started in the rooms we use the least first. He says, if you go to the back utility room, he says, it's not my finest work. <laughs> He says, but by the time we got to the living room, it was old hat. <laughs> As the saying goes, practice makes perfect. You know. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, he says, practice is one of my favorite P's. The other one is preparation. Do you have many favorite P's? <laughs> he says, yeah, I'm glad you asked. He says, uh, practice, preparation, uh, Shit, there was other. Persistence. 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 <laughs> uh, he says, and others, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, proper planning prevents poor performance. That's a good one. <laughs> Perspicacity. He says, uh, he says, anyway, he says, it's been real, it's been real good getting to know you all. He says, "I'm glad my." Uh, he says, "I'm glad my daughters found such uh, such good and interesting people to to run around with." It has been good to meet you as well. He says, uh, "He says between us, you know, she's excelled at many things." He says, "But making friends," he says, "has never really been one of them." So it's, I don't know. Well, it I just. <laughs> Did you say I gathered? He says it just. I uh, just. I'm. I'm just really glad that she has has you all now. So that's that's all I wanted to say. Uh, anyway, he says. Uh, he gets up from where he's sitting on the stoop and says. Uh, anyway, sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you or anything like that. You did not interrupt. I was complete with the ritual. No. All my stuff back in the bag. Uh, and he'll he'll slide the ring on one of his fingers. 
that big ring. Mm-hmm. That's pretty big, yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, can I also have asked the guy at the hardware store for some instructions on maple syrup? <laughs> it gives you a it gives you a little pamphlet. Nice. Maple syrup and you. <laughs> maple syrup. The industry of East Hill. <laughs> There's a strange man manifest behind you with an old timey accent. Creates <laughs> it. There's a clicking noise coming from somewhere. Fall in East Hill. The workers go into the woods with their maple taps, looking for the perfect maple trees to make syrup. <laughs> Janie and Johnny both enjoy pancakes. But what are pancakes without maple syrup? <laughs> this educational video paid for by the Maple Syrup Foundation. <laughs> There is a, I, I'm sorry, a great, um, I think it's it's one of the Netflix documentary series, but there's a, um, a documentary about a, a, the great maple syrup heist mm. where like there's a Canadian junta of people that were stealing. I think I, heard it. For, I, think I probably talked about it. <laughs> it was an interesting story. Sorry. All I know is that apparently once a year we get um, a gallon of real maple syrup sent to us from New York. So. <laughs> what? That's really nice. Yeah. You have, I, they, we're, next time you're over, I'll show you our half gallon maple syrup jug that we have. From what? Though? From uh, Colleen's folks. Um, oh, from New York. Okay. Yeah, from New York. Yeah, they they you know they trade some hay for some maple syrup and <laughs> and, <it's> in, <laughs> and then pass the savings on to us. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's it's an incredibly generous gift. I mean, a half gallon of real maple syrup is not cheap. Yeah, well, this much is like five bucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've never owned that much maple syrup in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so eighty-eight. Well, 88's ring making. Gwen is learning a new uh, industry skill, and Brindley is taking a warm, relaxing bath. Nithis, what are you doing? Um. Do I get the idea that everybody's going to be a hot minute? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I will meditate because mm-hmm. apparently this is something that's going to keep on happening. <laughs> All right. So you uh, you begin meditation, um, and as you do so, you feel a warmth uh, on your lap. As you look down, you see Waffles has climbed up on your lap. <laughs> About ready to kill something. Kill <laughs> <laughs> Waffles. He just looks up at you with uh, big dog eyes and then lays down. Okay. <laughs> just really flumped on your lap. I pat his head and then don't touch him again. Creature. <laughs> All right. Um, so, um, you meditate. What do you meditate about? What are you thinking of in your? Um. Are you Are you leaving? The um, sorry, hold on. Are you done? Okay, bye. <laughs> anyway, waffles um, is giving her some trouble. What waffles is giving, giving you some trouble, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I, I'll think about the um, the dream or vision that I mm-hmm. had. 
uh, just kind of replaying it in your head, like trying to understand it better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, roll me a wisdom check. Wisdom. <laughs> nope. I said you were silence with a six. <laughs> it, maybe the dog is just very distracting. However, <laughs> uh, it is also nice and warm and furry and soft, so you're not too maybe too yeah. keen to. <laughs> um, I also wanted to mention, I forgot to, and I'm, obviously it doesn't actually have an effect on this because it is the plot, but I can't be made to dream, FYI. I haven't made you have any dreams yet. No, I know. I know. I just wanted it because I was thinking, I was reading through my character sheet. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's right. I can't be made to dream. Thought I mentioned it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, there's, uh, unfortunately for you, <laughs> very, much, <laughs> very much real, not a dream. <laughs> <laughs> that's what everyone wants to hear the dm say yeah <laughs> unfortunately for you all right so um uh as you near the end of your meditation time the front door opens and you look up uh and you see gwyn come in with a couple of long uh long metal tubes a uh, small hammer uh and like a, a little pamphlet <laughs> I, I'm I, just pleased as punch. Happy little about, kobold. About this time. Really oh, and a there. drill, because you have to drill the hole. She goes, oh, are you uh, going um, to make some syrup or something? Good. No, I'm going to bring this back to um, Dragon Shadow. And, <clears throat> sorry. I'm going to bring this home, and, and I, don't, I don't think anyone knows how to make maple syrup back home, so... Are there maple trees where you come from? Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a, a fun discovery. <laughs> I mean, I'm just imagining you going up to like a cherry tree and like drilling a hole in it. <laughs> like, huh? It's working. I mean, as we, you know, we're heading out, so I have to like show you how to identify a maple tree, and maybe give you some practice so you don't screw it up the first time you get home and try to test one. That would be great. And, and I can write down a, I can draw a picture of a maple tree. I think. So I haven't changed my spells. I keep trying to get it. You're distracted by us playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a constant struggle. Hmm. Um, uh, as you guys, uh, as you guys are talking about maple syrup tapping, you hear uh, the sounds of the. Uh, uh, in the kitchen of lunch being made by Arthur. Cool. I got a address the kitchen. I go, what are you making? Uh, he says, well, uh, he says, I figured I'd make a, he says a nice, uh, a nice warm soup and some sandwiches. Uh, he says, uh, you know, uh, you know, just something hearty for the road. Okay. That sounds good. Uh, he says, uh, I also stayed up late last night and, um, Made some uh, some nice rations. He says. Uh, he says I, I made a I made a he says I made a, a couple bags of gorp. Uh, he says uh, can't can't go hiking without gorp. Uh, gorp. Good old raisins and peanuts trail mix, basically. Uh, uh, he says I also uh, I also made some breakfast bars uh, that should hold pretty well on the road. And go up and I give him a hug and say thank you. Yeah. He, uh, he he just hugs you back. Uh, 
kind of chokes back some uh, some tears. Oh. He says, uh, real, real proud of you, kiddo. He says, you're, uh, he says, 88 made a ring. 88, did you make a ring? I'll lift my hand and show them the ring. Ooh, that's nice. I would like to make one for each of us. Hmm. Oh, cool. Hmm. That would be very nice of you. If you have any thoughts on the design you would like on your ring, please let me know. I'll definitely think about it. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so uh, Arthur serves you all lunch. Um, uh, it's uh, it's uh, like a BLT sand, like a uh, toasted sandwich uh, with a kind of a uh, a real kind of delicious um, stew, like a kind of uh, creamy stew. Now I want a BLT, but I ordered something completely different for dinner, and now I'm going to be disappointed with my dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and and uh, oh, and, and Brindley, your sandwich is cut in such a way, your sandwich is cut diagonally and rearranged in such a way that it looks like a heart on your plate. Oh, oh. I love it. It's always been like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so um, Arthur says, uh, "Is there anything? Uh, is there anything else that uh, your mother and I can do for you before you go?" He says, "Are you good on money?" Am I good on money? Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably good on money. I took some out of the bank yesterday. Yes, yesterday. Oh, he says from your from your uh, junior savers club savings account. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know the one that I've had since I was like six, and you took me to the bank to open it up. You know. <laughs> <sighs> I broke Matthew a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew's like, when, when did Esau become suburbia? <laughs> when Chris it's, let me get my hands on it. <laughs> basically, yes. <laughs> it's medieval times, so you know they just the toaster that they got when they opened it is just actually two pieces of mesh with a handle on it. <laughs> Hold it over the fire. The most middle class of <laughs> fantasy world inhabitants. That's the Grimbleys. I mean, it is East Hill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. So, um, all right. So, uh, you finished lunch. Is there anything anybody wants to do or... <clears throat> Um, oh, um, if we're spending the entire morning here, uh, 88 would have taken some time to pull out another one of his paper birds and um, write a letter to Smelt. Just update them on everything that's happened because I think the last letter he wrote was before they got to Carthel. So everything that happened in Carthel and East Hill, and then he'll fold it up and let it fly off. Yeah, that's, that sounds about right. Or is that somebody from your past? Uh, Smelt is another one of the Warforged units that I was uh, hired out of Altaria with. Oh. They're the only other survivor of our group. Oh. Well, it's good you're still in contact with them. That must be a relief. 
I like to let them know that I am okay. Understandable. All right. Anybody else? Um, I'm just going to say goodbye to my parents. Uh, yeah, Bronwyn comes home from work for lunch and, uh, you know, has a big, uh, a, a big goodbye with you and hugs and kisses and be, yeah. be safe out there and all that stuff. <laughs> I assure them that we will be very safe as I stay away from fighting and just look at it from afar. <laughs> I gotta finish, gosh, my spells. I gotta finish selecting my spells. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... All right, so you uh, all are going to leave? Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, you head back out to the stables and uh, hitch up Snicker and Doodle to the cart. Uh, get Winchester. Uh, put out your, put down your travel cushions. <laughs> <laughs> Load it up. Yep, yep, yep. And get ready to move it out. I give my parents one last hug. Before I climb to the, uh, the thing, mm-hmm. I get a waffle hug goodbye. He looks your face. Ah, uh, I give him stretches. Uh, all right, so um, your parents wave at you uh, uh, from the uh, you know it, it's it's a very much a midwestern goodbye where there's the goodbye in the house and then the goodbye at the door. <laughs> And then a goodbye at the cart, and then waving, <laughs> waving from the uh, from the you know the 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 back you know from in front of the uh, carriage house as you head down the alley and turn back down off to, onto the main street that goes down the hill. Yeah, by the time we get to the cart, Nithis is visibly impatient. Like, why <laughs> is this still happening? <laughs> it's a very say- it's a very strange culture. This culture. Right? <laughs> Very strange. So, what's the uh, what's the plan? Head east. Yep. Do we have a map into the woods? Mm-hmm. Um. If you Ooh. go to roll twenty, there's a map up there, or I can share my screen. What would you prefer? Uh, share your screen. Sure. He got rid of one of my favorite spells. Which spells that? The summon bestial spirit. Oh, was that a UA spell? I don't know. I assume it probably was. It was not in there. All right. So you all are over here. Um, so, uh, yeah, so you're trying, I guess your next stop is Altaria. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's there's a couple of routes you can take. You can go uh, through the woods. Uh, the most direct path is to go through the woods to this gap here mm-hmm. uh, and go, go through this sort of um, mountain pass. Uh, you can also, a, a longer but safer route is you can uh, go down to the river and then hire a boat that will take you uh, to here, and then you go through the pass. Uh, or you can go north over the woods 
uh, and then but then you have to go through um, the uh, these foothills here and down into it. So uh, it's it's the longest and most um, it's it's safer than the woods, uh, but longer than the river. Uh, uh, and you have to deal with these hills. What was that? Yeah, how dangerous are the woods? I mean, as dangerous as everything else is. They're not like horror woods, right? <laughs> Lauren Wood is now is the horror woods. That's okay. the uh, those are the the very bad woods. Very good, no. Uh, very bad, no good woods. These uh, are Narastanos woods, right? Yes, these are the flaming woods. These are the flaming woods. The flame wing woods, yeah. Oh, cool! I want to go through the woods. <laughs> I thought there was a reason why we thought we should go through the woods, right? Um, I think. Well, the only thing I can think of is that um, uh, the person you met um, from the flame wings. Uh, uh, Miriam um, uh, invited Nithis to yeah, petition to join her order, and the uh, the the uh, order is based out of the center of the Flaming Woods. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, if you guys don't mind, I'd really like to go through there. I don't have a strong preference, so I think it sounds fine. Yeah, I think that sounds really, really cool. <laughs> After all, Danger is one of my four middle names. Is it though? No. <laughs> I don't think your name is Gwenda. Gwenda. <laughs> I mean, it could be. <clears throat> I mean, you have so many. Why not one more? <laughs> that would be a fun character thing to start adding names in there. <laughs> <laughs> Until until your uh, until the initials for your name spell out like the opening paragraph of a novel. <laughs> it's the story of my life. <laughs> All right, so, so um, uh, you all um, yeah head down the hill uh, and into the woods, following. Um, more or less the same path you took um, literally just the day before. So. Hmm. Oh, cool. oh, nice. The woods is where we found the kid? Yep. Okay. Okay. Cool. So there are, there are definitely dangers in these woods. It's not safe by any stretch of the imagination. But, mm -hmm. but it's not a death sentence. No. Okay. Well, and the roads aren't particularly safe either. So. Yeah. You know. Six of one, half dozen of another. Is there a road through the woods? No. Or, oh, are we going to get the park caught up really bad? Uh, you might have to. I mean, there's, I mean, there's natural paths and stuff. You know, animal runs and stuff like that. There might be times where you have to, where you have to, you know, forge a path for the cart. Okay. Well, considering that, do you guys still want to go through the woods? Yeah, it's the most direct route. Yeah. Okay. I'm quite excited, so I'm ready. 
You, right. can also, you can also get machetes before we go. We have swords, don't you? Yeah, we've yeah. all got swords. Well, I got a rapier. That's not really. Oh no, yeah, you'd probably want a slashing weapon if you're. Yeah. I want to have a sword. But you can I also can just do a hand axe. Cool. Um, okay. So, I will not be very good with that. What sort of, as a druid though, Brindley, what sort of, um, do you have spells that would make passage through the forest easier or? I probably do. I'm still trying to figure out how to get my spell back that I like. <laughs> Did they take all the owners of the other ones off? Some of it, uh, some of it, the stuff that they don't use leaves. They swap in unearth and arcana stuff in and out as they're doing play testing. What was the one that you liked and it's gone? Seven bestial spirit. That's what Mr. Chomps is from. Um, I still see it in here. It's not on my list. Uh, do you have it? Um, do you have Unearthed Arcana shut off for your character? I don't think so. Let me look. Oh, actually, there's a bunch of new stuff in here from UA, though. Or maybe just stuff that I haven't seen before. I don't see anything saying I have it turned off. Uh, so if you go to, um, so if you go to your character, uh -huh. um, just a sec here. Basically, edit your character, and, and it's then, the very yeah. first screen in the. Yeah. So if you click the little cog next to your character and click Edit Character, uh, you should see. You actually have to click back one previous. Uh, to go to back uh, and you can turn on um, non-core D&D content okay. and play test oh play test content play test content cool I, I bought a hand axe on the way out of town okay okay now let me go to my spells Yay, it's there. Awesome. Um, I'm doing since I'm happy to rearrange myself a little bit now. Anything that would be? All right. Can I so, druid craft things out of my way? Uh, no, that's pretty. That's that's a little outside the power range for that spell. Okay. And homebrew, was it homebrew content? Was that the? Uh, Playtest content. Playtest content. Oh, okay. I mean, you want to turn homebrew content on so all of Chris's custom stuff can be on. Yeah. Can be used. I was just checking to make sure I had the slider in the right place, and I did. Now I want a little mini cheeseburger. Slider. Oh, Sean. been having a very challenging food day today. I'm sorry. It's, I have too much physical activity and on a calorie restricted diet is just kind of not helpful. Gives me cravings. So yeah. Okay. All right. So um, while Amanda's looking through her spells, uh, I assume that uh, Nithis is driving. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Roll me a survival check to navigate the. Twisty, windy forest. Holy crap. 
really bad. Did you make it a little more ominous there, Chris? Oh. <laughs> How the, bad is this forest? The twisty, windy, dark forest? I, <laughs> I, I just want to use my inspiration on this. I got an eight. I mean, I, I, the worst thing that'll happen is you'll just, it'll, take, it'll take you longer okay. uh, to get through things. Unless you're all natural one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's amazing. The fact that I have plus five on survival and I got an eight is ridiculous. <laughs> um, so anyway. Uh, yeah, so you, you travel for, for about a half an hour uh, before the cart gets stuck. <laughs> you, you, uh, you, you, know, you, slash, you slash through some, you slash through some plants and, some, and uh, get yourself back on the, on the path. Um, uh, you continue on, uh, heading kind of, uh, what would that be? East. You kind of head north southeast, I think is what the uh, north southeast, or would it be? Well, okay, you're going, you're in between, you're in that stage in between southeast and east, so whatever east southeast, east southeast, yeah, east southeast, I guess, yeah, east southeast or south southeast, okay, yeah, yeah, so no, that would make sense. So east southeast, yeah. You start heading east southeast through the woods. Um, uh, the uh, the tall trees, um, much like yeah, much like yesterday, blocking out the sun with the forest canopy. Um, you don't notice any maple tappers this time. Uh, though Brindley maybe points some maple trees out to you, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and you realize when uh, that the leaves that she's pointing out to you are the same as the leaves on your cloak pendant. So. Uh, you have a handy maple identification guide around <laughs> your neck at all times. Excellent. <clears throat> that makes things much easier. It does. I was trying to give you a leaf to store in your bag to keep it, but that's even better. Um, uh, after, after about an hour, um, you all uh, come into a glade. Uh, and when you get into the center of the glade, snicker and doodle stop. Um, can I look around and see what stopped them? Do they look frightened? No, they look calm, but they just, just won't move. I'll get down and walk ahead and see what's up. All right, roll me a uh, perception check. This is the secret layer to the flame wing society. Huh. Nat 20, yo. Nice. Nat 20, yo. You know where everything is. I perceive it all. You perceive all. You perceive everything. Um, Time is a flat circle. Yeah, you, you look around and you don't see anything in the woods that would spook the horses. I'm going to cast speak with animals. And um, then go, hey guys, what's up? Uh, and, um, Brindley, you don't get a response. Uh, and, uh, Nithis, you notice with your natural 20 that Snicker just seems to be following you with his, with, with his eyes as you walk around. Doodle does not. I make contact, eye contact with, is Snicker, you said? Mm-hmm. 
make eye contact aggressively. Stare at, you stare at the horse. Yeah. <laughs> the horse seems to be staring back at you. I'm going to get down and go up there as well. Can I create a mind link with a horse? <laughs> yes, you absolutely can. Snicker, what's going on? I do that. I, I create mind link with a uh, snicker. Um, what, what do you say? Uh, what's up? Why'd you stop? This seems like a good as place as any. This uh, this seems like a good of place as any. Nithis. Do I recognize that voice? You don't. Um, and as you say that, as that, as Snicker says that to you, Doodle disappears. <gasps> I was standing for a Doodle going like this, and he's gone. Um, and Snicker starts to change. Uh oh. Uh. Like the sh shrinks in size and reverts into the form of a man. Oh my god! No! What the fuck? Uh, standing in front of you is a perfectly nondescript man that you've never seen before, Nithis, but who has very tan skin uh, and is staring at you quite intently. Who are you? Wait, we're Snicker and Doodle! <laughs> I love them! You say mm -hmm. that? <laughs> yes. He looks at you and he says, um, they're in the possession of Eld's Bexel. A little uh, settling of debts between you two. Oh. He says, uh, but you're not my concern. She is. He nods towards Nithis. Uh, he, says, uh, <laughs> he says, he um, says, I wanted to do this outside of the town, give you a chance to come in easy, Master Chief. What? Who's, what? How do you mean Halo? What? <laughs> uh, he looks at the, the three of you, says, you've been traveling with a murderer. I think everyone's killed somebody sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Not true, but... Um, he says in my name he says you can just call me the bloodhound gross he says the emperor is bloodhound I don't care about your name stupid horse feet <laughs> I think I'm going to call you Jerry instead you can call me whatever you wish I have many names question mm -hmm. what emperor I should have prepared that. <laughs> One second. <laughs> oh my god, my heart is beating so fast right now, guys. <laughs> what you do? Uh huh. Um, what you do, Snicker and Doodle, Uh Sorry, the Empresses. Uh, watch out. Uh, Wife, well, Empress Jessica Thanadorn the Second, of course, the one true ruler of the entire world. Oh, I'm assuming that's the Empress of Windhaven. Yeah, the Windhaven. Yeah, Windhaven. Yep. That's not grandiose at all. He says, uh, he says, Nithis here is quite the esteemed officer in our navy. Or was. Do I believe him? Before she went AWOL. I'm gonna I'm gonna insight check him. Do I believe? Roll is this insight. Roll an insight check, yeah. yeah. I wish to insight him. 
22. Oh, no, that's not good. Because I think you did it good. So I'm going to say. <gasps> 13. Uh, you got a 22? He seems to be telling the truth. Do you want to roll an insight check on Nithis? Sure. Yes. <laughs> 14. Ooh. Uh, 22. I'm, I'm just standing there stiffly. I haven't decided on what I'm going to say yet. I'm watching Nethas to see what she wants to do because I kind of want to attack him for stealing my horses, but I'm waiting. <laughs> he says, uh, he says, now, before I take you in, he says, there's one thing I'm very confused about. He says, uh, he says, you probably could have gotten away scot-free had you not sent Jones in to tell Marsden. Why did you do that? While I feel guilty for what I did, I don't actually think it was completely wrong. Because they were cold-blooded murderers. Oh, that's, that's way not, different. He says, that's way. not the way we heard it. Well, I don't care how you heard it. I know how I experienced it. And I left because I wasn't going to be part of it ever again. He says, he says if you were acting in self-defense, then you know, we can hear all about that at the trial. I'm not going back. <laughs> oh, you think you still have a choice in this matter. I haven't traveled halfway across the continent to let you continue along your merry way. It's cute you think I'm actually going to agree with you. I'm not going to go back to an empire that thinks murder and rape is perfectly okay and, and something that they send their soldiers out to do for their own pleasure. He says, he says, that is not the way of the Windhavian Navy. We are an organization built on ethics and honor. Mm-hmm. He says, so, here's your choice, Nithis. He says, you come back with me now peacefully. He says, your friends continue to draw breath, as does the rest of your family back in Windhaven. Or you resist. Your friends here die. Your family is punished. And you still come back with me. I really dislike this person. Good. He's an asshole. You probably shouldn't (laughs) like him. It'd be really weird if you did. If you're like, oh man, this guy, what he's selling. How how strong do I think this guy is? You have no idea. All the only thing you know is that he was able to turn into a horse for at least four hours. (laughs) If not longer. It would have to be longer, wouldn't it? You've, you've only had continuous eye on the horses for about, at this point, three hours. Which is the time for polymorph, right? Four hours? Uh, polymorph's an hour, I think. Oh, okay. But, wild, wild but how is one horse pulling the wagon? One fake horse? Well, the other horse was summoned. It wasn't uh, It was a real uh, horse. Oh, okay. Is... Yeah. <laughs> What's uh, going on? That was an illusion. <laughs> it is a real horse. It just wasn't your horse. <laughs> <laughs> he 
He says, look, I took us away from the city. You know, if you want to fight it out, there won't be any collateral damage aside from your friends. But you're also going to go after my family. He says, he says, I'm not saying I will. He says, but their daughter is a traitor. Assuming, of course, that you are a traitor. He says, we understand you were in a bad situation. You thought your only option was the run. You can come back. The Empire will take you back after a trial, of course. It may be better to submit and face trial. Do you, do you think... From my book that like I read possibility. about the Windhavian Empire, how much confidence do I have in, in their uh, rule of law? Yeah. Um... Do you think it would be a farce of a trial or? I mean, same question, having lived there for me. (laughs) (laughs) You come from an upper class family that has a small amount of influence. Mm -hmm. Um, So for somebody of your um, societal status, you would probably at least get a fair trial. Buddy, stop. If she truly acted in self-defense then she should have no no reason to be afraid. Uh, the bloodhound looks at 88 and says, your warforged friend speaks the truth. I'm gonna grumble a hit the ground on my staff and make flowers in here. <laughs> <laughs> well, what kind of flowers? Let's say cosmos. Yeah. Um, well, I guess make eye contact with us. I'm extremely torn. <clears throat> he uh, says, I understand this isn't a decision to make lightly. Take your time. How much time until you just lose your cool? He says, Well, we're not leaving this glade with he says, you have until we leave this glade, obviously. He says He says, if you I'll sit here with you, we can sup together if you so desire. So weird. I'm so furious. <laughs> I know you are. I left because I was sent on that mission specifically to experience what I did. I'm telepathic. And I heard them say it was a test. I was there to experience it. I was sent on that mission deliberately. And you're telling me that it's not how the Winhavian Navy behaves? He says, if there's corruption in the Navy, he says, you could be a whistleblower and help us root it out. (sighs) 
Does he say that out loud or does he think it back at her? No, he says it out loud. <clears throat> I don't believe a word this guy's saying. <laughs> <sighs> I'm not going to be restrained. That would that's a deal breaker. I'll go with you. I'm not going to be restrained though. He says, um, he says, that's, he says, that's, he says, that's an I, acceptable arrangement. Can I ask a question before anything else happens? Are you asking this in character or out of character? Out, out of character. Um, my divine sense, if I use that, is that something that's like visible? <clears throat> Uh, it doesn't seem, but find sense the presence uh, as an action. You can open your awareness. I mean, I would say that's um, that is, yeah, that's fine. I would say that it's not. There's no verbal, somatic, or verbal or somatic components for it. It's just kind of opening your opening yourself to the world around you so I'd, I'd say you can do that without it being a, a thing okay I will open my divine senses and see if I get a whiff of evil or anything else off this guy off of this being he is he is neither a celestial fiend nor undead is he evil you it does detect evil well it says uh, the presence of strong evil registers like a noxious odor and good rings like heavenly music in your ears. Right. Uh, but the rest of it, if you read it. <laughs> uh, so he's not celestial fiend nor undead. Uh, and no, no place has been consecrated or desecrated nearby. I thought he could tell evil and good too. No, there's a spell for that. That's detected in evil. Yeah. Um... Well, he can't run fast. He says, um, he says, do you have any sort of magical items that would, he says, any weapons, I guess is what I'm asking. He says, he says, I know that you have the, the storm ability within you. He says, though, he looks up at the sky. He says, though, the skies seem pretty clear right now. Um, hi. Excuse me. Uh, I don't like this. I'm Brindley. Hi. I don't like this. So Brindley. He says, um, he says, I, I don't like it either, Brindley. I mean, so we're, we're going to stop? We're certainly not letting our friend go anywhere without us. Fortunately, I don't think you guys have a choice. Everyone has a choice. Hmm. He says, uh, you wish to speak up for your friend as character witnesses at the trial? I wish to see like, that look off your face, but that's you know, a substitute that I'd be okay with. <laughs> <laughs> he chuckles at that. 
He says, if you're trying to get a rise out of me, it's it's not going to work. No, I'm not. I'm just telling you what I think. Okay. Your nickname is the Bloodhound. What's your title? He says, he says, what do you mean? What is your job title? He says, the Bloodhound. Do I know what that means? No, it's nothing you've ever heard of. He says, my job is to find people that have wronged the empire or have been accused of wronging the empire and have fled. He says, it's a gift I have. Too bad for me. He smiles. Fuck. I look at Nepus. Raise my eyebrows. <laughs> I shake my head no. Raise my eyebrows a little further. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, "What's involved in a trial?" He says, I "Keep forgetting you're six. <laughs> he says, I, "I don't understand the question." He says, "Have you never heard of a trial before?" Probably not. He's been alive for six years. I mean, I know, I know roughly how you you know, humans handle these things, but for human age. There are different uh, customs of justice in different cultures. He says, well, he says, there are two sides. He says, there are the accused and the accusers. The accusers give their evidence. The accused give their rebuttal. uh, And then a judge decides the fate of the accused. So, what is Nithis accused of? Murder, you said? Yes, she murdered her she murdered her commanding officer uh, and a higher ranking officer, along with three other officers. Yep. That is one way of describing what happened. You could also describe it as defending an entire village of people from murderers. That's uh, not for my place to decide. It's just my place to bring you back. Um, This character isn't going to... (laughs) She's not going to narrate on it. She's... (laughs) This is what it is. I want to calamity it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I want to burn it all to the ground so bad. But... He says, he says, so in addition to Nithis, he says, did any of you else, would any of you else like to come back with us to Windhaven to speak at her trial? There's no reason to keep going where we were going if she's not with us. <laughs> that guy was the only reason we were going there. Uh, you guys certainly don't have to. Oh, no, we're going to. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I mean, it should be fairly easy when we get back. You, every, they just drop a zone of truth on everybody involved and you tell the truth and then you get to go home. Or I guess come back if you want to, right? That is an important question. We are not citizens of the Windavian Empire. Would we be allowed to leave after the trial? 
He says, um, I would imagine you'd be required to. You, would you be able to return us to this spot or roughly around it? He says exactly this spot. Too funny. <clears throat> That's convenient. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's just it's, standing there as stiff as possible, as still as possible. I mean, I believe Mythos is telling the truth, so it should be fairly easy to establish. Well, then, unless there's any reason for further delay, shall we? Uh, wait, one second. Brinley needs to get her luggage. I need to get my luggage. <laughs> 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 and I also pack up all of our, our cushions into my bag of folding because if it rains or we're gone, they're gonna be ruined. So, well, so we've got four people and a dog. Well, five people and a dog going to Windhaven. Why don't we just, why don't you just bring a judge here? Should be a lot faster, easier. Uh, no. You need all the witnesses. Citizens cannot come into Carthol. That's not okay. It says well, there are a passel, a passel of reasons why that won't work. Right. He says, but don't worry. It's no extra trouble. He says, he says one, four, it makes no difference to me. Up to eight. Uh, I don't see why we'd have to stop at eight. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Keep okay. an eye on him. Is he gonna, gonna be some shit, isn't he? And All if right. Nithis is found innocent of the charges against her, what will become of her? Well, I suppose that will depend on Nithis. I mean, techni technically, legally, she's still under commission to the Windhavian Navy. However, I, I've, uh, I suspect there might be some sort of dishonorable discharge possible. If she does not wish to continue. What about just the Red Yard discharge? <laughs> Unlikely. Uh, even, even given the even if what Nithis says is true, and she was acting purely in self-defense, she ran. They, the Empire, has spent considerable resources tracking her down. Really, like a lot of work. Yeah, really didn't this. think they'd waste the resources. <clears throat> you killed no, some fairly this. important people. <laughs> Well, this has been a conversation. Shall we get going? Uh, before we go, I should have asked this at the very beginning. I just thought of it. Um, I want to ask him for proof of his position. Yeah, you have a badge or something? I want a badge, but I'm <laughs> probably not a badge. <laughs> like, is there a writ for my arrest or anything like that that I can... Um verify is actually uh, he uh, he opens up uh, he's wearing like I said very nondescript clothing he opens it up and reaches into a pocket that doesn't seem to exist this kind of invisible magical pocket uh, and he pulls out uh, a ring uh, and a scroll and he hands you the scroll I open it up 
Uh, it is in fact a a signed writ for your capture alive. And the ring, uh, he puts it on his finger and shows it to you, and it's a, a symbol of the empire. <sighs> okay. Uh, since fair is fair and you're taking us all the way to Windhaven, do you mind grabbing my second suitcase? <laughs> he says, you have a tall metal friend. You, you can, he can do that for you. But fair is fair. <laughs> he says, don't push your luck. <laughs> I can he get says, the suitcase if you like, would like it, Brindley. He says, uh, if you can't bring both the suitcases on your own or convince one of your friends to bring it, you can leave it here in your cart. I get the suitcase. <laughs> All right. We're in danger. <laughs> Everyone ready to go? Not in the slightest, but that seems to be the direction we're going <laughs> in any case. I'm um, just fighting every single one of my urges, <laughs> and it's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking uh, he, he kind of glances around the uh, edge of the glade uh, and looks at uh, a very tall, wide maple tree, and he walks over to it, and he says, this one should do nicely. Um. He says, I'm going to touch this tree and then I need all of you to walk walk into it. Uh, he says, come with, come." he kind of gestures for y'all to come over with him. I go first. I very frankly sent behind this. <laughs> uh, uh, he, uh, he goes to the, uh, to the maple and lays a hand onto it uh, and concentrates. Uh, and there is this sort of glow um, that, that emanates from his entire body, down his arm, into his hand, and onto the tree. Uh, and the bark of the tree just sort of shimmers uh, and starts to glow as a portal opens in, in the tree. Do I recognize what this is? Uh, the spell? Please try uh, not tree stride. It's not transport transport via plants. Oh yeah, sorry, transport via plants. Uh, though that said, roll me an Arcana check. Yeah, eight. I have no idea what's going on. Mm -mm. It's a it's a high level druid only spell. So, gestures <laughs> uh, <any laughs> to you to walk through it. I do so. <laughs> yep. I follow with the suitcase. <laughs> Gwen? Oh, yeah, I'll go too as well. Brilliant, you said you went through too? Yeah. All right. Uh, you all step through oh, the tree goodness. and uh, feel a hot, dry breeze on your face as you step into uh, kind of a dry, sandy soil, uh, you st step outside of this large, uh, gnarled, uh, dead-looking tree, 
that is in a large uh, circular um, arena-like cage. Are you afraid uh, the tree's gonna go somewhere? What's that? Are you afraid the tree's gonna go somewhere? Uh, you say that, and you realize that he did not follow you all through this port, through the tree. What a dick! <laughs> uh, you see a, a couple of Windhavian soldiers patrolling the uh, the, the the circumference of this uh, arena type cage. It's probably twenty foot uh, radius, so forty foot diameter. Uh, most of it. Uh, the tree itself is probably a good eight feet in, in diameter uh, that's in the dead center of this. Uh, um, I turned to Nithis and I go, if we go really fast, we can make a run for it. No. Uh, and as you, as you scan your surroundings, um, you don't see an obvious exit uh, to this room. Uh, uh, but you do see, yeah, there's just a handful of guards that are patrolling around it. Uh, one of them kind of looks over uh, and sees a lot of you in there. Uh, and he just says, uh, got new arrivals. And uh, a couple of guards hustle over. Uh, what do y'all do? Wait I stand patient. and wait. <laughs> wait patiently. <laughs> uh, I pout. Wait grumbling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing else to be done. I want to burn everything. <laughs> uh, after after um, a few more minutes, uh, you see the bloodhound uh, kind of walk up to the edge of the cage. And he says, uh, we'll get you through processing soon. Um, those of you that are Nithis's companions, uh, you'll have to wait here. Obviously, you understand for security reasons. How soon will the trial be? Oh, I would say, I would say within the week. Wait, we just sit in the tree room for a week. Yeah. He says, "No, no. When we'll get you processed, we'll get you to uh, to a place with actual beds and food. We're not savages." Um, he says, of course, we'll need, we'll need all your weapons and things first, but that will come with the processing. Uh, he, says, uh, he says, the fact that you came back peacefully, he says, will be reflected uh, honorably in your trial. He says, um, he says, I suspect I won't see the lot of you until the trial. He says, uh, what a pity. he says, until then. And he turns and leaves. I hate him. <laughs> 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 he is not a, not a nice person. Uh, there are a couple of, uh, of chairs kind of near the tree if you, as you look around. Uh, but aside from that, there's nothing in this arena. What do you all do? Uh, <clears throat> lounge against Winchester. Thank you for coming with me, but I am sorry that you were caught up in this. Well, it sounds. Well, I mean, what else are we gonna do? <laughs> Fair. 
it sounded from what you alluded to, you didn't, didn't actually tell us what happened, but it sounded like the, you did what you had to, so. Eh, they're not going to see it that way. I don't even know if I see it that way. How many people did I kill, Chris? I forgot. <laughs> um, let me check. I believe it was five. Let me let me let me five. check. <laughs> I'm looking right now. Um, How many people did I kill? I forget. <laughs> well, I've forgotten, but Caitlin did. Yeah, I'll be right back. Uh, five, yeah, five. <laughs> well, if they were going to kill a village. Oh, uh, Matt and Amanda left, so yeah. uh, let's let's take a quick break. Hold it on there. Break. Just gonna sit here and. All right, so uh, you were you were sitting around talking about you were sitting around uh, chatting about your current predicament. <laughs> I forget where exactly we ended the conversation. <laughs> I think he was also all saying that we had no idea what we we're going to do. Yeah. Oh, no, we are figuring out how many people are going to kill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did um, murder five people, so. That's a lot of people. Well, it's not murder if it's in defense of others. And then I ran away. Yeah, so you don't get in trouble because some people are dicks. He wasn't wrong, though. Had I not sent Marsden back to command, they never would have known. Wouldn't you have had to kill that other person if you didn't send him back? Yeah, and he wasn't. That would, that would be actual murder. He was in the same position as I was. Can you maybe walk us through this from like the beginning to the end? So I was on a mission for a special team, kind of like an interview, to join the special team. And um, we were going into a village to assess it for, um, I just forgot the word. It's Caitlin, not Nithis. Um, what's the word when you take over a place? Occupation. Occupation. We were going into this town to assess it for occupation, ensure <clears throat> that any uh, rebel rousers weren't going to be a problem. What I thought was going to be a smooth transfer of power. <clears throat> At the same time, I very abruptly and startlingly realized I could read people's minds. Um, it was quite unique. Hasn't exactly happened like that again since. And I uh, realized that everyone but Marston and I were there to murder most of the town. Oh, Johnson. Johnson was the one that was with Johnson. Yeah. That he and I were the only two there not in on the plan to just decimate this town so that there was no way for them to resist our occupation. And it was a very disturbing and distinct vision and knowledge of what they were going to do. And do you remember the other day when there was a lightning storm in Carthol? Mm -hmm. yeah. 
that happened except it ended in five deaths that was me and then i sent johnson johansson johnson johnson then i sent johnson johnson back and i started walking north were you in control of the lightning storm no i didn't i think that's his drifting spirit child i didn't I, I can't say I didn't want to not kill them. That means nothing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I kind of did. They were... I mean, they're planning mass murder, so that's not nice. No, I think that, first off, you're going to send the team in to do anything that everyone should be on the same page. Because otherwise, accidents happen, and sometimes accidents are random manifestations of terrible power. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. (laughs) Manifestation of terrible power is a great description of what happened that night. I don't think it's your fault. I think if you get a reasonable judge, you'll be fine. I'm... You need a lawyer. Do they, do they assign you a lawyer? Or do you have to make a friend yourself? No, you'll get you'll get a lawyer. Okay. <laughs> well, the only I guess the only real question then is, I mean, if the troops were sent there to murder all of those people, and that was their lawful orders, and that. I guess means that this the government you worked for is bad. Well the Windhavian Empire bad. What? Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say evil, but I was like, okay, great, an evil empire, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> um from what I could gather, they were actual orders, not just bad people. Right. Which is why I ran away. I would have left too. Yeah, mm-hmm. slaughtering slaughtering is not is not fun. It's not a good thing. We approve of your actions, no matter what the Windhavian Empire think. <laughs> so, there. so there, and I make a rude gesture up at the guards. On the- Don't do that. They're literally attacking your country right now. Don't do that. He's seven. <laughs> And, and also, it wasn't my country. <laughs> I'm not from there. Oh, right. You're not from Carthol. <laughs> I was just visiting. Hmm. Well, FYI, they plan on getting to your country at some point. I don't know if you missed it, but the Bloodhound called the Empress, the Empress, the rightful Empress of the entire world. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, I noticed that little bit of lunacy. It's never going to stop. <clears throat> Uh, Nithis, can I ask you a semi-personal question? Jesus. No promises, I'll answer. I did not know okay, they had motor cars in. Wow! The Windhavian lawyer gets off his hog, takes off his glasses. <laughs> um, when you commune with people's minds, 
can you show them how events unfold or do you just talk with them? Mm -mm. That would be a fairly way of direct, the direct way of giving evidence, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing though. Everything that happened that night was just a little bit outside of what my actual abilities are. But if you remember what happened, you can <clears throat> see if you can show them what happened. It just says you can speak telepathically. No have to, they have to understand at least one language, but you don't have to share a language. Oh, okay. Mm. Never so mind, that won't work. Yeah. You're not showing them mind movies. No, <laughs> it, it is definitely a, a conversation just in your head. Seven mind checks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, calamity is with my movies. Mm. Hmm. So that's why we're here. Do you know how good your well, we should meet your lawyer and see how good he is. And if he's not that great. Maybe we could write my parents real quick and get some more money for a better lawyer. I don't think it's going to work out that way, but I appreciate the thought. Okay. And I don't think without the bloodhound, I don't think we could like send them tree mail. Mm. A paper bro would take quite a while to get there from okay. the <clears throat> hmm. Yeah, I've I have no idea what's going to happen. I don't know what my parents are going to do. Is it weird that I just now realized that you were parents? No, because I haven't spoken about any of my life. <laughs> I mean, I understand that most people do. I, I, I knew theoretically that you did, but I couldn't imagine them. <laughs> I still can't, but I know that they exist. Are you speaking of any siblings? Both. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, that's a that was that was Gwen and me. And Do you well, have any siblings? So angry that I have to answer these questions. <laughs> this that might be part of the reason why I was eager to come here. <laughs> I was willing to come here. I would say I was eager. No, I uh, I have an older brother and a younger sister. Are they in the military too? I'm afraid by this time my sister might be. <sighs> what does your brother do? Is he a very good lawyer? But <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a merchant. There's also a chance that my sister was denied a place in the Winhavian army because of me. Is that bad? Mm, I, how would you feel if the actions of a sibling prevented you from a lifelong dream? Oh, so it's a dream of hers. Okay, I thought. <laughs> it's a dream of mine. It all went horribly wrong. And here we are. Hmm. Huh. Mm -hmm. This is quite a pickle we're in. <laughs> Actually, it's a big cage. It doesn't look like a pickle. <laughs> I believe she you was think speaking for an metaphorically. Artist, you get the metaphors. 
Chris, is there anything they need to know about behavior while they're here that I should tell them about? Um, no, it's it's actually it's actually fairly what you'd expect. Just no op no open magic in the streets. It's probably mm -hmm. the big one. And just for Bill. Also, the the um, you know, like many empires, you know, just as long as you as long as you're following the golden rule, you, you're probably fine. Uh, you know, it's just you don't want to be in the wrong side of the legal system, especially if you are Foreign. not of the upper class. Mm -hmm. Oh, is the is the empire racist? I probably should have asked that before coming through. A lot of people don't like. Some people don't like kobolds. I don't know uh, why. We're perfectly delightful. I think so too. In this world, there's yeah. probably not a lot of racism. Yeah, uh, not, not racist so much as um, they're they're very uh, classist. So, um, yeah, they um, racism's kid. They put a lot of a lot of stock in in status and class. Okay. <clears throat> And fairly uh, nationalistic. Yes. Yeah. Absol absolutely nationalistic. <laughs> as as most all, as most hyper colonialist uh, empires are. So. <laughs> all right. So so lean heavily on the fact that I'm a I'm the child of a clan chieftain, but <laughs> not so much that I'm one of a couple hundred. <laughs> oh, and I guess there's there's one more, maybe one thing you might share with them. Uh, there's always rumors of the arch, the six archmages, um, uh, that are uh, that aside from the empress are the most powerful forces in the country, and um, it's they're almost spoken of as urban legends, uh, but essentially. Um, these archmages, so essentially wizards, uh, especially have a uh, high place in this country, uh, and wizards of the Sophic Circle, uh, which is the, uh, which is the order that the six archmages are a part of, uh, are essentially the highest class things. So, don't if you see a wizard in the street, don't fuck with them. <laughs> okay, we don't do a lot of fucking with with this group. Yeah, we're a lot less snarky. <laughs> a lot less stab first and burn it all down. Mm -hmm. Don't fuck with wizards. Got it. Don't fuck with wizards. That's just good advice. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think that's all Nithis has to say. So she's just going to start pacing. Mm -hmm. Back and forth. Hmm. I feel like Winchester would kind of pace her. I don't know. He seems like a helpful doggy. All right. So while Nithis is pacing, uh, is there anything else the other three the other three of you do to pass the time? I will sit down, pull out a book. The Chronicles of the Heroes of New Haven, Chapter Twenty Three: <laughs> A Parade. <laughs> Of bad ideas. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like right. no one I know. 
All right. Um, after after like another ninety minutes or so, uh, a um, a very well dressed um, kind of our aged. I, I didn't want to say middle aged, but <laughs> I didn't want to say young either. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> So, quick aside, uh, I was telling Caitlin this the other day. The uh, our stand-up comedian was like, "How do you tell if you're middle-aged? If you double your age and the death wouldn't be a tragedy, you're middle-aged." <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck." Yeah. And then the stand-up comedian was like, "And I see a lot of thirty mid mid thirties people out there having a, a realization, <laughs> doing doing math and not liking it." <laughs> yeah. Halfway to seventy. Close yeah. to I think the 64 wouldn't be a tragedy. Mm -mm. No, 64 is a song. Really? No, 64 is kind of young. If somebody died at 64, it's like, oh. I mean, it's, you'd be like, oh, but you wouldn't be like, oh, no, it's way too much. I mean, that's not, that's not even retirement age for a lot of jobs. Yeah. Just by one year. But yeah, 70, though, you'd be like, yeah, that's, yeah, that makes sense. 74, in my case. Okay, it's just not surprising, but. Sean, I see Sean stewing over there, so we'll move on. No, no, if I if I, if I made it to eighty eight, everybody would be shocked. So, <laughs> anyway, so this this um this this, this uh, woman who looks to be in her mid thirties um uh, and is dressed in a very um a very fine uh, outfit, uh, very fancy, lots of lots of uh, custom embroidery. Uh, purples and golds and uh, fine fabrics. Uh, who's got a um, a floating stone that's just orbiting around her head? Ooh, is an iron stone. Mm -hmm. mm. Uh, it has a bit of a wizardly look about her. Mm. Uh, she's carrying a yeah, book under one arm. Uh, comes up and gestures to the four of you to come over to uh, the part of the uh, part of the cage where she's at. Hi, I'm Brindley. Uh, you all, you all come over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, she says, "Oh, hello, um, uh, Brindley, is it?" Yes. Uh, she says, uh, "I'm Magister Lane." Uh, she says, "I will be processing the four of you." Uh, she you. says, um, "Now, Nithis, you are the." Uh, she says, "Which one of you is Nithis?" All right, you are the accused, and um, she says, the bloodhound told me that the other three of you were character witnesses for the trial. Yes. Uh, she says, and none of you are Windhavian citizens. Is that correct? We are not. Uh, what, are your, what are your countries of citizenship? Please give me a moment while I <laughs> You don't all have to speak at once. Um, I am from the Academy State of Alteria. She nods. Um, she says, uh, she says, I, I had assumed as much, uh, but did not want to take that for granted. Um, she looks at you, Brindley. I'm from Carthel. Which Carthel, city? Yeah. Uh, you're uh, from Carthel. Uh, East Hill? East Hill, okay. She says, have you been to Crailson within the past two weeks? I've never been to Crailson. 
do not. And you, sir? Um, I'm from the Kobold Nation from Dragon Shadow. She says, I'm not aware of that nation. She says, um, is that a uh, is that an enclave of a larger nation? I don't know. I I don't remember the name of the the continent we're from. Are we uh, within another within like a human nation or? Uh, yes. Uh, <clears throat> I will tell you what the name of that is in two shakes of a lamb's tail yeah. here. Yeah. As soon as I pull up the. Uh, uh, yeah, right. you you are you are um, your Cobalt Nation is uh, uh, from the Shima. Is it N A S H I M A? Okay. We are within Nashima. Ah, she says the far west. She says you have come quite a long way. That is true. She says, um, she says, I hope you all will understand as, um, as people that are not a citizen of the empire uh, that we will need to take your weapons. Uh, she says, and any magical items that might be used to cause harm. Uh, she says, we will give you a receipt for these items. And upon the conclusion of the trial, she says, before you are sent back to Carthal, Carthalia, uh, she says, we will return the items to you. Uh, she says, it is also my duty to inform you that although you are not citizens of the Windhavian Empire, you are currently in the Windhavian Empire and will be expected to follow all laws of our land. She says, your status as foreigners does not give you special disposition, uh, she says, and you will be expected to behave yourself in a way that is befitting of imperial citizens. Do you have a book of laws? She says, one can be provided. Okay. All right. Um, she says, basically, she says, just, just treat others as you would like to be treated. Um, most of it is common sense. Just don't ride a horse on Sun's Day. Well, and, our horses are gone. And then she winks and says, that, that one was made up. <laughs> she says, I have been told that I have an excellent sense of humor. <laughs> pretty good. Uh, she says, um, uh, the three of you, uh, she says, uh, uh, she says, will be um, given accommodations, she says, near the courthouse. Uh, you will be allowed to roam the city as you wish. Uh, she says, um, however, if you try to access any government buildings or try to spy craft, you, we, no spying, basically. Can she says, visit well, of course, yes. She says, we will process you after we process Nithis. We hope you did, we apologize for the inconvenience, uh, but do hope that you will remain here until a time that we can process you. I mean, that's fair. Um, she says, the Bloodhound has informed us that you have agreed to come in under the condition that you not be shackled, Nithis. Mm -hmm. 
She says, that is unusual. Uh, she says, however, we honor the agreement that you made with the bloodhound. She says, however, if you abuse this agreement, she says, we will have to reconsider the agreement. I grew up here, I know. Excellent. Uh, she says, um, would the three of you um, retreat from the cage uh, and put your backs against the tree, please? Okay. Maybe it does so. I do, too. Uh, she says, I'm going to open the door to this, and then you will follow me uh, to a place to be processed. Uh, she says, your belongings will be itemized. You will be returned to them, uh, assuming you are given rendered a verdict of not guilty. If you are found guilty of your crimes, the belongings will become property of the empire. <clears throat> mm -hmm. uh, and she says, and use to help pay for your incarceration. Mm -hmm. She says, are you ready to go? She opens the door and gestures. The, the urge to say, I cast fireball is so great. I, would I know it is. <laughs> I cast fireball. No, I don't. I don't even have fireballs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I follow. All right. She shuts the door uh, uh, and she leads you. Um, uh, so this is sort of a, uh, a court. You, you realize that this is a courtyard and uh, you're surrounded on all sides by building. Uh, and she leads you into one of these um, kind of three-story buildings that are surrounding uh, the arena. Uh, uh, she leads you into a, a small room with one door as you step inside. Uh, and then uh, comes and she shuts the door behind here and she says, all right, um, if you would please put uh, all weapons, magical items, uh, anything else that could be used as a weapon on the table. Okay. I'm reading up on one of my items. Mm -hmm. <sighs> So I have my tattoos. They're part of you. You can't get rid of them. Okay. All right, cool. That was going to be my question, was if I needed to somehow figure out how to get rid of nope. them. Nope. You're good. Loophole. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does say that if your attunement ends, they become a needle. Mm -hmm. But they're tattoos. So mm -hmm. um, I have a dagger and a sword, a short sword, and that's about it. Um, she says, and if you could, um, if you could turn your magical bag of holding inside out so we can catalog each of the items inside of it so that we can make sure that you get back your items in the event of your acquittal. So uh, she spends like 20 minutes writing down literally everything that you have on your person. Okay. Uh, she says, as a lieutenant commander in the Windhavian Navy, she says, uh, 
We will take you at your word that you are not carrying any other items. A search will not be necessary. Uh, and she takes all of your items uh, and uh, she uh, conjures a, out of thin air, she conjures this um, black box uh, that has the imperial symbol on it. She opens it up, puts your stuff inside of it, shuts it, uh, and casts the spell Arcane Lock on it. Okay. Um, uh, she says, all right. Uh, she says, I'm going to store this away. She hands you a written receipt of all your items. Uh, and she says, and your barrister will be here in just a moment. Okay. And she leaves with your stuff. <sighs> I pace. Um, all right, we'll come back to you. Uh, um, a, uh, after another 20 minutes or so, um, a, uh, a kind of um, tall, uh, I'm just going to call him a thirst trap of a, uh, <laughs> of a, of a half orc comes up. Uh, uh, he's wearing, he's wearing very fancy clothing uh, uh, and has got a smile that could melt a heart. Of an ice demon, uh, <laughs> is this Hi. is this the half orcish version of Phoenix Wright? Yes, basically. <laughs> uh, he comes up and says, uh, uh, "Hello." Uh, he says, uh, "Hi." He says, "I'm here to I'm here to process the three of you." Okay. <laughs> Brindley's all over it. <laughs> he says. Uh, he says, uh, my name is Kator, uh, K-H-A-T-U-R. Uh, he says, uh, he says, if you'll, if the three of you will come with me, he says, uh, you're not going to give me any problems, are you? And he smiles. No. <laughs> into it. Um, all right. So he leads you into a different building that you saw, uh, than you saw Nithis being led into. Uh, and he takes you into a kind of a large room uh, with a fireplace and a uh, that is currently currently cold. Uh, and uh, he says, uh, "Can I get you anything to drink?" He says, uh, "He says water." He says tea. He says um, mead, wine. No, thank you. I'm fine. All right. He <laughs> says. Uh, he says, um, he says, Lane gave me the, uh, gave me your countries of origins and your names. He says, uh, all I need is your weapons. He says in a, a signed statement saying that uh, you're uh, honorable witnesses here for, for Nithis and that you're going to follow our, our laws while you're here. The uh, staff count, it makes flowers. He says, uh, he smiles at you and he says, uh, he says, that sounds very lovely. He says, uh, he says, I don't think a staff like that could be too much of a threat. Okay. We all know how true that isn't. <laughs> yeah, right. He says, you're not going to, you're not going to go clubbing anybody with that, are you? Not unless they attack me first. He says, no, nah, who would want to attack you? 
no one. <laughs> he says Windhaven could use a little more flowers. Ah. <laughs> when Gwen leaves it leans over to 88 and why are their faces turning red? Uh, Brindley's yes, a solid purple. <laughs> <laughs> he says uh, he starts he start he writes down uh, he says so he has you all put your weapons out. Uh he says, um, he says, uh, and asks you to turn out your turn in and set out your magical bags of holding. Uh, they're not going to keep it, but they just want to make sure there's no weapons in them. Yeah, I have standard a procedure. He says with an apologetic half smile. My spear and my small knife. After a second, I add my decanter of endless water. He says that doesn't look like much of a weapon to me. Not for most people. <laughs> he raises an eyebrow. <laughs> we're, we're here so Nithis can stand trial and Brindley is going to have a beach fling <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, I don't think anything from this doing is alluring <laughs> that's just me what are we going to do when the trial's over <laughs> um <laughs> all right so uh he um he uh he, he makes note of your weapons uh he um he goes uh, and he gets a long box uh that will fit your spears and all those things into it and he puts the weapons into them uh and locks them with the key uh and he hands you all the key uh, and he says, uh, he says, when the trial's over, he says, this key will open this box and you can have your stuff back. Thank you. Uh, he says, uh, he says, now let me uh, take you to where you'll be staying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he just kind of flips his hair back a little bit and stands up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's getting a little sexy out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he takes you out um, the front door of this building that you're in uh, onto a very um, uh, onto a paved street of, of the city that you're seeing for the first time, uh, the city of Wind Windhaven. Uh, you see um, the amount of wealth that you see immediately is astounding. Uh, you see fancy carriages. You see everybody that's driving, walking, or walking by, or riding by, uh, are dressed very exquisitely. Um, everything is very meticulously well kept. Uh, you know the streets are clean. The, the you know there's the, the 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 nice paved sidewalks are clean. There's fancy um, sort of uh, 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 like shrubberies and uh, kind of flower arrangements and things like that. Uh, off in the distance on top of this, on the skyline, you see a, um, you see a, a Colossus uh, towering over the rest of the city. Um, just this large uh, statue um, that is uh, uh, about 
uh, that doesn't have a head or shoulders. It's just kind of goes up to the torso and then ends. Does uh, it have a little bit of a smear of bronze dragon on it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's long since been wiped off. Uh, and uh, he leads you, um, actually not too far. It's only a few blocks, he says. Uh, he says uh, to a very fancy looking tavern. It uh, doesn't even have a name on it. It just has a goblet, uh, a large gold goblet uh, hanging out in front of it uh, that looks, you squint at it, it looks like, I mean, it looks maybe like it could be real gold. You're not sure. Uh, uh, and he, he takes you inside uh, and uh, the bartender says like, hey, Couture, long time no see, my friend. Uh, and Katura just smiles and says, uh, "These are some friends of mine." He says, "They'll be, they'll be staying here this uh, for the for the next week or so." Uh, he says, three private rooms." Uh, he says, uh, "On the Empress's account, of course." Uh, he says, "Their room and board and meals are to all be paid for." Oh, Katura, uh, the Magister. Um, mentioned a book of laws that I could possibly borrow. Oh, yes. I'll, I'll make sure that you get that right away. Thank you. Um, uh, he says, uh, he says, I am your, uh, he says, he lists the three of you, he says, uh, I'm your liaison to the Empress. He says, uh, he says, "My job is to make sure that you uh, uh, that you you stay here in comfort, uh, and that you're able to be presented at the trial. Uh, then to make sure that um, if there's anything else I can do to assist you during the week, he says, just uh, just let me know." He says, uh, "He says um, you need to get a message to me." He says, "You can ask the barkeep, and he can he can get a paper bird to me pretty quick." Is there anything that we can do to help? Our friend's case, or, or um, he says, I would stick close. I would stick close here to the goblet. Uh, he says, uh, he says, I'm sure your your friend's representation will need to speak with you, and it, you want to make sure that you can be easily found. He says, he looks at he looks at the he looks at the three of you. He says, is there anything else I can do for you? Friendly shakes her head. Um, I can't believe so. Tongue tied. He says, "Well, I'm I'm sure I'll see you again uh, throughout the week." And he he just smile gives he looks he looks at each of you and then he gives you a smile, Brindley, and he <laughs> nods and he he walks out. Brindley slowly returns to a nice shade of blue. Well, shit. <laughs> no. All right. All right. Uh, meanwhile, back back in processing. Uh, Nithis, uh, after about 20 minutes, the door opens uh, and a halfling woman comes in, uh, very fancily dressed. Uh, she's wearing a... Um, uh, she's got a kind of uh, cropped short black hair, uh, Kind of largish ears, uh, and uh, she's uh, 
she's yeah she she kind of just comes in uh with a energy that's palpable uh and uh she comes in uh and says uh ah you must be nithis uh she says i'm your barrister she says i'm uh, barrister aran uh a-r-r-a-n for those of you taking notes um she says i'm here to make sure that you get a fair trial uh and to uh well, uh, hopefully get you found innocent. Uh, she says, She says, I work for you, uh, not the state. So, and she, she sits down uh, and says, what, uh, tell me everything that happened, spare no detail and try to give it as neutral of an accounting as possible. Okay. Um, <clears throat> well, I, do you want me to go through it all again? Uh, you can just say I go through it all again. It's fine. I go through it all again. <laughs> she, she asks you a bunch of follow-up questions as you're as you're going through it, uh, and inquires a lot about your family and your military history, uh, and all of those things. Uh, has I mean I know I just got here a few hours ago. Has word made it out that I'm here? Uh, she says um. Uh, she says, not yet, um, though I, I expect I expect it won't take long. Um, could I ask you to inform my family that I'm here? She nods. I, I expect nothing from them. I'm not proud of my actions, but... She says, ah, that's not something we're saying any further. Ah. She says, you did what was necessary. She says, you saved the life of a bunch of innocent people, she says, and stopped a corrupt, a corrupt imperial rogue strike force from tarnishing the reputation of the empire. Okay. She said, what they did was unconsciousable and any reasonable person would have done the same in your place. And, and the fact that I didn't know it was going to happen she says, we don't want to play up that part. I don't think that's going to help. <laughs> she says, uh, too, many, too many wizards, too much reverence for wizards here. They, they will think you're lying. Okay. And the fact that I ran away? She says, uh, you, you believe the conspiracy went higher than just your commanding officer and that you'd be killed for, for bringing it to light. A reasonable expectation, given what you witnessed in that town. Okay. She says, um, she says, we're going to need to interview your friends. Uh, she says, um, we're going to need um, good character witness. She says, um, she says, why don't we get all of them here? Uh, and we need to go through everything that's happened since the three of you, the four of you have met. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, smash cut to a couple hours later. <laughs> uh, the four of you, the three of you, um, having barely gotten settled into your hotel, uh, uh, got to see um, Couture much quicker than you expected. Uh, he uh, really comes back. finally got her heart rate back to normal, and then he shows up again. <laughs> uh, you maybe are eating some food and she's uh he comes up to you all and says uh well i didn't expect 
to be back so soon. Uh, the lawyer is insisting that you come over right now. Okay. All right. Uh, as you uh, gather up your stuff, he looks at you and he says, what, what were you reading? I shall have my Avian Empire book, the, the Jessa, what's her name? Oh yeah, the, hist the history. He's the history of uh, Empress Jessica uh, Danadorn the first. Yes. He says, uh, "Oh, he says that seems appropriate for the circumstances." He says, "Learning about our culture and our history, huh?" I picked it up a couple, couple of days, a couple of days ago. I was just a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I picked it up a couple of days ago, and I figured, you know, well, it wasn't really hit expecting to be here. Uh, I actually had no clue, uh, but yeah, so I figured I'd read it. Wow, he says, he says, quite fortuitous. Yeah. He says, uh, you'll have to let me know what you think of it when you're done with it. <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, he leads the three of you uh, back a few blocks back towards the large building you all just had, had just come from. Uh, and takes you, uh, leads you into a room, uh, a, a much smaller room than the room that you all had been left in, uh, where you see Nithis uh, sitting there uh, without without most of her stuff that you've seen her with recently. Clothes <laughs> and tattoos. Clothes and tattoos. For Miss Purple. Mm -hmm. you come in, yeah, Brindley, Brindley is very purple in the face. And Kator just says, uh, Barrister Aran? She nods. Shuts the door. And leaves. Aran <sighs> uh, says, all right, so um, I've been working on the initial sketch of uh, Nithis's case. Um, Mm -hmm. And you all are character witnesses. Yes. She says, um, because you've been adventuring with her for the past month. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. We'll, 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 we'll play down the length of, uh, length of the uh, friendship. Uh, though she says, expect the, expect the, uh, expect the uh, state to bring it up. Mm -hmm. Should we? Pretend we know all of this? No, do not lie. Under any circumstances in the court, they okay. will know. Okay. So they asked when they asked us how long, it's really like three and a half weeks. She says yes. Though so by then it'll probably be four. Okay. Won't they won't they just cast zone of truth on everyone and, and just get to the heart of it right away? No, magical testimony is not admissible in court. Because somebody could say they are casting zone of truth, but actually cast something that compels somebody to say lies. That's true. Okay. She says, that said, though, she says the courtrooms are fitted with enchantments that detect lies. <laughs> well, we have okay. no reason to lie, so we will tell the truth. She says, now that said, they're not foolproof. She says, you know, lies, lies through omission don't really get picked up by it. It's 
It's just outright falsehoods that trigger it. She says, so of course there's some legal, legal, legal wiggle room. Phrasing. I imagine you do a lot of work with phrasing. She says, oh yes, it's, it's 90% of my job. <laughs> she says, now, um, I need you to recount for me what sort of things you all have been up to as a group. What have you done for the world? Well, in New Haven, we met this dwarven merchant named Fedba, and she, her brother got kidnapped, and so we went and we rescued her brother um, and saved his life and brought him home. And then we went to go find where the bandits were, and we had our friend with us, and this monster stabby cat came out of nowhere and tried to kill our friend and Nitha saved his life and brought him back to the town so that he could be cured and then turned out to get Nisi because he made some sort of weird that's how I remember it (laughs) (laughs) and it turned out he, he was actually kind of okay because he made some sort of weird pact with something while he was unconscious. Okay, well, well leave that part out. Let's 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 not go into any sort of pacts with otherworldly creatures that um that never sells well in the courts. Okay. <laughs> uh, All right, Liza, we'll you. got it. <laughs> she says, um, tell me more about this shadowy stabby cat. It is called scary. a shadowed swordbounder. Apparently, they're all over on the west of, to the west of New Haven. Hmm. <laughs> She says some sort of uh, some sort of phantasmal beast from another plane of existence. Yes. yes. She says, All right, that's not bad. And she super says, badass, actually. All right. She says so. You've so far you've um, rescued a, a caravan owner, uh, saving her her kidnapped brother from certain death, and ensuring that she could continue on uh, uh, with her trade, uh, and, and ensuring the betterment of the land. You have. You have slain a phantasmal invader from another realm that sought to kill members of the material plane. We did not, in fact, slay the Shadowed Swordbender. But we did get rid of the gross place where it came from. So it she says, okay, good to away. know. We didn't, you didn't kill it. <clears throat> you dispelled it. She says, you, you managed to banish this, this phantasmal invader to the realm in which it came, saving the realm from further deaths. Yep. I do not believe we did that either. Gwen did. Gwen did, yeah. Did Gwen banish the Shadowed Swordbounder? I don't think that happened. They all, they all did vanish when, when, shortly after Gwen cast the spell. So. He got rid of right. the trees. Uh, and and so out of game hard. terms, no, Gwen did nothing to do that. In yeah. game terms, it did look awful a lot like he touched the trees and then they all collapsed in on themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I think the technical term for what I did was fuck all. <laughs> says, all right so she says all right so that's great she says what what else have you all accomplished we captured it well we helped the, the the watch capture a uh a rogue illusionist who was stealing from the people. night specter the night Ooh, specter. she says yes that is that what a delightful name <laughs> she says so you managed to track down and apprehend kill what did you what did you do with this night specter Apprehend. Apprehended him, right? Yes. You we didn't kill him. It. She says, ah, she says, Nithesis is good. 
Uh, we turned him over to the law. Mm -hmm. It shows you have restraint in this, so it will play well. Okay. <laughs> um, then we went to Carthel. We just, no, before that, we destroyed a demon who was just killing a bunch of people and burning their houses down because it was a doll. Well, what a way to spin that. that. Was that before that? No, that wasn't. That wasn't. That wasn't. That was, that was on that. our way out, but it was before we got to Carthol. Well, it was. That was in, in Virtus Car. Yeah, it was in Virtus yeah. Car. It was the. Uh, so we left New Haven. We went. We took. We killed the hill giant, and then. Oh, and we met. Um, what's their names? We freed the fairies. Yes, we cut the fairies. Who are their names? I have it somewhere. Yeah, I got it in here somewhere. Dodzia and Valinda? Yes. And we helped them get back home. She says quite the good she says quite the good the deed. Mm -hmm. And then we also and then the next day. Because <laughs> that's the kind of thing it's the kind of way it's been. Then it was the demon. The next day, we defeated the fiend and and banished it. She says, "This was," and she says, "And this was all the first week." <laughs> yeah. Yes. It was busy. Yep. <laughs> it was actually um one two. It's like the first two weeks, but yeah. <laughs> mm. I, I have like the three first three days. <laughs> She says, well, uh, ran out of. Uh, she says, well, you all certainly hit the ground running. She says, um, she says, well, you, you, so you made it to Carthol. She says, uh, yeah, the fiend, we get, then we went to Carthol. What the hell did we do in Carthol? The, um, the golem, we oh. made a friend and he Carthel, was delightful. On our way to Carthol, we encountered a group of bandits. Who had attacked oh, a trade right. caravan? And we well, stopped right. them. We killed and from, them, and we stopped at the uh, at the famous Roses Tavern. We asked them to not make us kill them, but they really wanted to kill us, so we kind of had to. Life or death battle, she says. That the, perfectly reasonable and understandable. <clears throat> Was one they of them wanted to take Snicker and Doodle. And she says, and Snicker and Doodle are? Our horses. Our horses. Oh. <laughs> Our horses, the Bloodhound actually sold and impersonated. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, though, it sounds like maybe he saved us a world of trouble if if that guy in in New Haven really did. Blexel. Yeah, if he accepted that as a barter, we may have dodged a fucking. It's not gonna. It's not gonna. Not like gonna he, like Ailes Blexel is a bigger problem than Win the Windhavian Empire. <laughs> we <laughs> we traded up problems. <laughs> Windhavian Empire, Ailes Bexel. Uh. Uh, so don't you anyway. dare think for a second I will pursue this. <laughs> um. So and we made a friend and he had all of these golems to help him but he made the super special golem because he's in a wheelchair it was a murder box 
<laughs> oh, she says, let's not call, describe it as a murder bot. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a super duper helpful golem that got stolen by these ragamuffin <clears throat> dealers who lived in the in the junkyard. And then they almost blew up Nithis. They almost killed her when she was trying to get this thing back <laughs> to help the guy. Like, they shot at her with a fireball. And I was way too close, and it was not fun. <laughs> so you risked your lives to help this this um, this this old man uh, recover the golem that he'd created to assist him. Mm-hmm. A very wealthy old man with very yes. poor common sense. Yes. yes. She says, we can leave those details out of the, <laughs> out of the bench trial. She says, I'm leaning more towards Brindley being the, uh, being the character witness. 88, you are very honest. <laughs> Painfully so. Uh, she says, all right. So um, uh, then from Carthel, you went to East Hill. Well, that was not the conclusion of our business in Carthel. We also engaged in an illegal fighting ring in order to <laughs> recover the murder bot. She says, and, and what, part of, what part of that did Nithis have? Just we okay. watched. I watched. <laughs> oh, she says, she says they're not terribly relevant. Um, we can she skip says, that part. She says, but you got the, uh, you got the helpful hug bot back to the, uh, back to the doddering old man? Yes. <laughs> He loved that golem. By means of a payoff to a very large payoff to a criminal organization. <laughs> he says, I really don't want to know that uh, part of it. <laughs> and I mean, it's for the best that we got him back because he was beating up people really bad. <laughs> Ah, so by, by by doing this, you helped protect the city from a, you you took a, you took a potentially harmful object away from a criminal syndicate, so it can no longer harm the populace. Exactly. And, and we thoroughly thoroughly upgraded uh, Darius's security system by getting him to lock his windows. Yes, that's true. <laughs> and getting him the adamant, adamantium golem back. <laughs> we taught him a lot about safety and yes. not getting murdered. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> well, and she says, and then from there it was on the East Hill? Yes, and there we saved this kid who got swallowed up by spiders. Actually, this is the one who found him and returned them to us and was able to bring him in so that he got conscious again. So he was almost dead. Oh, no. Brinley, do you think do you think the trial is going to be on your birthday? I would bring up that. It is next week. My birthday is in the next few days. <laughs> All right, she says. Well, um, by the way, those spiders were as big as I am. Yes, they were very gigantic spiders. And then we had a little very party. dangerous. Nethis almost got killed again. Yeah. She was the one who rescued this young man whose father was very, very distraught. And, and they then, thought he was dead, but he wasn't because Nithis saved him. And then we then we had a party and left East Hill and the bloodhound was our horse. <laughs> he stole our horses. He did. 
we might never see Snicker and Doodle again. <laughs> I mean, you, you would have to risk a lot to re reunite with. Snicker and Doodle. Yeah. Um, I haven't. I haven't written that off yet, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I named them on the test. It is it does venture into a, a rule I very rarely very rarely violate, which is the <laughs> threatening of players' pets. <laughs> I I realize I'm treading sacred ground. <laughs> But I will note that they are very much alive. Yeah. Yeah. Just doing horse things in New Haven. <laughs> All right. Um, she says, well, uh, she says, this is an excellent start. Nithis, I think we have a really good chance of winning this trial. All right. She says, the question is, what do you want to happen when the trial is over? She says, you're still technically a commissioned officer in the Windhavian Navy. Well, I She's... think first she deserves an apology if you put it in that <laughs> She uh, says, you, you've achieved the rank of lieutenant commander, she says. I, I would prefer to be released from the Navy, unfortunately. There's no way I could go an experience like that would have had to have shaken your faith in the institution. I'm going to miss it. I do miss it, but I don't want to go back. Okay. She says, um, well, uh, she says, I've got a lot of work to do. Um, I'll be back to check in with you tomorrow, Nithis. Uh, I have. I might have a job for the three of you two. For the three of you, um, she says we can discuss it as I lead you back to your hotel. Oh, you're leading us back to our hotel. <laughs> <laughs> she <Okay>. nods. Okay. <laughs> um, she says. Maybe um, that's a little crestfallen. She says, Nithis, um, I've been assured that the cell that they're putting you in is is well kept, she says, for somebody befitting of your station. So uh, uh, she says, um, if you need anything, call for the guards. They can get a message to me. Uh, otherwise, I'll plan on seeing you tomorrow afternoon. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> um, and I uh, she uh, comes up to you and extends a, a hand to shake. She says, uh, she says, we're going to fight this and we're going to win it. Thanks. I like her. You have an idealistic public defender. <laughs> uh, and then uh, she and your friends leave uh, and you're left there alone. Think more about your predicament. Uh, uh, as the three of you walk to the hotel, um, she says, uh, now as part of my uh, 
as part of my legal team, she says, uh, I do have several um, fairly, fairly powerful mages on staff. Okay. Uh, she says, um, I'm gonna send each of you back to Carthalia. Uh, she says to New Haven, Carthal, and East Hill. Mm -hmm. uh, she says to get um, sworn affidavits of the stories you've told me from the people whose lives you've affected. Okay. Uh, she says, do you have a oh, preference but... which of you goes to which city? I'll go to East Hill. I think I'd prefer to go to New Haven. And I will go to Carthal. But aren't you invading one of those cities? No, no. that is Crailson. No. Oh, that's right, Crailson. She sorry. says, "I." She says, "I do believe the Empire is currently blockading Crailson." Yes. It's so far away; it doesn't even matter. Yeah, <laughs> I thought we were going back into a war zone. That's all. Um, she says, uh, "She says, hopefully, we can keep that political situation out of it." What happens if we get drafted? They have been conscripting folks. Yeah, do you have like a note? Uh, she says, you don't want a note from Windhaven on you. Really trust, trust, trust me on that. Um, she says, if they try to draft you, she says, just lay low. She says, if they try to draft you, uh, you're not a citizen. You're not a citizen. Uh, oh, just make sure they don't try to draft you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She says, uh, you, 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 seem, you seem sociable, Brindley. I'm sure you can talk your way out of it, but just let them know that you do have urgent business to attend to and that uh, your friend's life is at stake because it very much is. If I see any soldiers, I'll just be a moose. <laughs> Always a good plan. Did you say vamoose or be a moose? Be a moose. <laughs> she says, um, oh, are you a druid? She says, well, oh, that'll be handy. Yes. Always handy to be a moose. She says, uh, you know, this is, is really lucky to have such dedicated and devoted friends as you. Uh, despite the fact that you haven't even known her that long, you're willing to go to great lengths to ensure that she come through this okay, she says. Well, we're all very best friends. Yes. What'd you say? We're all very best friends. <laughs> she smiles. <laughs> She says it, it shows. All right, well, uh, I will be back on the morrow, uh, she says, as you guys are in front of the goblet, and she says, I will fetch you uh, then uh, to send you back to get those statements. Okay. All right, thank you for What's your- What's your favorite color? <laughs> she says mine. Uh, she mm -hmm. says, I've always been more of a light green fan myself. Okay. And uh, with that, she nods and briskly walks off. Right. Um, uh, meanwhile, 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 back on the satellite. <laughs> uh, this you hear a knock at the door. Uh, do you say anything? Hello? I'm in a cell, right? <laughs> Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact that they're knocking probably means they want to make sure that you're decent or or whatever. I'm in. 
the door uh, the door opens, uh, and standing in front of you uh, in marine regalia is your younger sister. And uh, Ooh. 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 And that's, and that's the first sister to leave it tonight. And that's where we're going to end the session. <laughs> no, 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 Chris. We end the session where she draws a knife and Caitlin has to roll initiative. That's where we end the session. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Uh, so uh, probably taking the next week or two off. Oh, no. Oh, why? Um, well, next week is the night before we leave for vacation. Right, that makes sense. And then vacation. And then vacation. Um, I'm th- so I tell you what, uh, let's provisionally plan on playing on the uh, so next week is the first, also next week's like the day of daylight savings time, so that sucks all around. Yeah. So let's plan on playing on the eighth in two weeks. Um, and just if things go really badly on the third mm-hmm. and things are really bad, just let's play it by ear, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe you stay in but, Hawaii. Maybe you just don't come. We're not going to be in Hawaii. We're going to be in Ocean Shores, Washington, which is, it's got an ocean, uh, but maybe it's not the best place <laughs> maybe ever. You, maybe you buy a boat. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we make 